Welcome into the second edition of the Bracket Busters Mid-Major College Basketball Podcast. I'm Chris Bills alongside Colin McDonald, and we're finally ready to, to give you guys our, our picks for uh, the um, for the NCAA tournament and uh, you know get March Madness underway. It is the morning of Thursday, March 16th. It is basically Christmas, Colin. It is. These are these next four days. I mean, like you said, you can you can keep Christmas, you can keep New Year's Eve, St. Patrick's Day, Thanksgiving, all of that. These four days are the best four days of the year. There, there's just there's no convincing me otherwise. Nothing but basketball for 13 hours straight, and some of the best games that you will ever watch. Absolutely. Ah, oh, man. What's uh What's the big one today that's got uh, that's got your attention? Is it early? I mean, is I mean, it late? Is it just getting the ball tipped? I for for me, it really it really is getting the ball tipped, and I think there's really no better way to do it than having the the Virginia UNC Wilmington game. I think that that's going to be one of the best first round games, <laughs> and, and we're we're tipping off with that one right away. And I, I just can't wait for the entire tournament to get underway, but especially, I mean, just just getting a, a marquee matchup like that. And one of the big that, that's a big toss up game for for pretty much everyone. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see kind of where this tournament goes. The first four that that just finished up last night, we saw the closest margin of victory for all those games combined. The total margin of victory was 16 points. Yeah. So if that's any indication of what this tournament is going to be like, we're we're going to be in for a wild ride. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean. <laughs> Man, we could not catch that kind of luck when we went down there the first couple times. <laughs> no, we couldn't. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the first four, seeing those games be close, uh, you know, that's that's always awesome. I did see somebody in like the fourth row wearing a, a Michigan hoodie, which kind of brought me uh, brought me back to uh, to our good old times uh, sitting there in uh, seats that we may or may not have uh, may, may or may not have paid for. So <laughs> yeah, no, good times with the first four, but. Uh, Let's uh, we kind of teased you a little bit there with uh, I could not agree with you more by the way with uh, the matchup of UNC Wilmington uh, Virginia I think that's one a lot of us have our eye on I love I love I love that uh, this tournament starts off with two 12-5 matchups and a 13-4 matchup we are going to get an upset right out of the game yep right away right I'm away. not sure which one it's gonna be or maybe it's maybe it's multiple maybe it's all three but we're gonna get something. All right, Colin. Uh, what's uh, you know we're we're focusing on mid majors here. Um, is there anyone that you feel like didn't get in this field that should be here? Uh, I think really the only only team that has much of a gripe. I, I had originally thought two teams had had a bit of a gripe, and those are Texas Arlington out of the Sun Belt. I think they are a fantastic team, but the way that they lost, losing big in the semifinals of the Sun Belt tournament is something they really couldn't afford. And I think even if talent-wise that team is good enough to be in this field, they really needed to at least make the championship game and lose close. They, they couldn't afford to lose there. So I, I don't think they have much of an argument as, as they could have. Um, and I think Illinois State is the only other team that, that has any sort of argument. But as we, we kind of talked about this earlier, their, their biggest – Argument is really just that they couldn't get anybody, any marquee teams to play them during the regular season, and and because of that, they they don't have as much of an argument because Wichita State was the only team, only marquee team that they beat, 
and you do have to beat a couple more teams if you want to get in. But what about you, Chris? Were there any teams that, that you thought, any other teams that you thought should have been in that, that maybe weren't? Yeah, I uh, well, I, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, Illinois State was the the one that stuck out to me, and I did love uh, Dan Muller going on Twitter, um, you know, kind of making a, a call out to the to the big boys and saying, "Hey, we're here. We want to play somebody." Um, he knows that because of his team's schedule, um, that you know he knows why he knows why he didn't get in, and um, yeah. I think when you actually break down the sixty eight teams, I. I, I have a hard time saying that I, I think the committee got the 68 teams right. Uh, I think UT Arlington showed last night why why they, you know, could have absolutely made some noise if they were in the field. Um, but when you look at resumes and, and the way that the committee is doing this right now um, with their seeding principles and everything, I mean, if Wichita State's a 10 seed, then there's no way Illinois, Illinois State's – well, not no way, but if Wichita State's a 10 seed, then you can really see why – uh, Illinois State's not in, and Dan Muller knows it. If, uh, the tweet that I'm referring to, he said, ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, SEC, Pac-12, Big East, it's me again, looking for four home and away, or looking for home and home, and home next year. Please call me for a chance at Quality Road Win Top 33 RPI. <laughs> and he's got a little picture of him uh, with the little sundial nah. saying, I'm waiting. <laughs> so... Uh, he, he did get some response by that from that, by the way. I'm, I'm looking at an ESPN.com article. Uh, um, Ole Miss's AD reached out to him, and uh, he talked to Arkansas. So some uh, SEC schools may be willing to uh, to head in um, and play them at normal. Uh, that's what he's really looking for. But sometimes you just gotta... and again, and again, credit credit those team those schools too for for doing that because it is tough. To get, to get schools to want to do that. When you are a team like Illinois State, a lot of teams kind of view it as you don't have much to gain, but you have a lot to lose by losing those games. And so that's the main reason that a lot of these schools won't go to a place like normal and won't play those teams because if they lose that game, it it's they, they just view it as a bad mark on their resume and it means a lot more to the mid-major, which it does. It's very true, but it, it is tough for those mid-majors because they need to have those games on their resume because then you end up with situations like Illinois State is in right now. Yeah, it's really tough, too, because uh, for Illinois State, you know, that's where their main uh, their bread and butter is with the, the money that they're bringing into the athletic department is, is those home games, and when you aren't able to get a home-and-home, home, you're giving up essentially a home game, giving up a paycheck, um, with, you know, so so that's a difficult decision, I guess, for an athletic department to make. But the NCAA tournament uh, exposure is, is worth it, I think, uh, to go ahead and play a few teams on the road. So you, you maybe you get Ole Miss with a home and home, but maybe you go on the road and uh, you know maybe maybe Duke even cuts you a paycheck to, to go in there and, and play them yeah. in November, and and you say okay, we'll take your paycheck and beat you too. Um, so uh, that's kind of what you got to do. That's the approach you got to take. I think if you're Dan Moeller, but let's not uh, let's not waste time here. Let's get right into it. Uh, Colin, what team in the South? We'll, we'll start where I start with the South region. Um, well, I, I don't want to skip around. I, I want to go right into this Dayton, Dayton Wichita State matchup because that's the other thing that I think uh, you know Illinois State's got a little bit of a gripe, but I think Wichita State and Dayton both have the major gripe when it comes to mid-majors in this bracket. Do you agree? I, I completely agree. And we, we had talked about this before, too. Having 
matching these two teams up, I thought was so unfair of the committee. Um, I really thought that you could have mixed some things around. I, personally, if I were the committee, send send Wichita State to Indianapolis and have them play Michigan. Send send uh, Marquette down and have them play play Dayton. Uh, if you're going to keep them at those seeds, I think you need to mix those two up. I mean, having the A-10 champion and the Missouri Valley champion play each other, I, I don't think it's right. I, I think that these are two teams that could both make runs respectively, and they just happen to be matched up with each other. And quite honestly, I don't think either of these teams should be going home on the on their first day of the tournament. Absolutely, let alone uh, I think the, these are both teams that we were ready to put into the Sweet 16. Um, at least I was. I'm, I'm, you yeah, know, I you completely know, you know, agree. I'm really high on Dayton and, and uh, Wichita State. Um, you know, the numbers, the analytics, uh, no matter how you want to look at it, uh, Wichita State's right back where they've been. Uh, tremendously talented, deep team. And uh, you knew they were going to get seated low. Um, it's happened before in the past to them uh, just because of their, you know, the teams that they play on their schedule. Um, but you knew that whoever they were going to get matched up against, um, you know, that's that's the real problem. That's the real, um, you know, controversy in this, I think, is that the, the team that plays them is the one that gets screwed. You know, they do too, but, um, you know, Dayton is just in a tough spot. And last year it was uh, Sean Miller at Arizona. They got matched up with them, I think, in the second round. Uh, and then this year it's Archie Miller at Dayton. So... Um. Yeah, just uh, the Miller family can't be happy about this. And then Kentucky, you got Kentucky sitting there. Uh, we we could be looking at another Kentucky Wichita State second round matchup, which, you know, great for the eyeballs. But uh, you know, what are we doing here? But yeah, I, I completely agree. But I mean, that matchup is it's there, and and I mean, we we kind of do get to enjoy it because that that's gonna be that's gonna be one of the best first round games. Those are going to be those are two heavyweights going at it right there in the first round. Yeah, but uh, you know who who you got, Colin? You, I'll, I'll let you go first. Uh, you know we're, we're going to kick this off right with Wichita State Dayton. It's on a Friday uh, Friday game uh, in Indianapolis. Um, you know, are you sticking with the, with the Shockers? They're favored uh, pretty big. Uh, you know, the numbers love them. Are you sticking with the Shockers? I'm not. I am going with I am going with Dayton. I think the Flyers are going to get it done. Um, I mean this this team has experience. They're they're led by seniors. Um, I mean, th- this team made made the run a couple years ago. They knocked off that Syracuse team. I think I think them losing in the first round of the A10 tournament turned a lot of people off to them, and that actually made me sit there and say this team was looking ahead. And they were looking to this tournament, and I think that game also kind of woke them up and said, "Hey, wh- what do we think we're entitled to? We're we're better than this." And I think they're going to come out and they're going to see Wichita State, and they're especially going to hear people favoring Wichita State as much as they are, and they're going to come out and send a message. And those seniors are going to step on that court, and they're they're going to show just how good this Dayton team can be. And I think you are going to see Dayton play the best basketball that they have played this season in this first round. And I, I think they're going to knock off Wichita State. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a great game. But I, I think 
I think Dayton's going to get it done. I think Cook and Pollard and obviously Scoochie Smith, I think those guys are going to go out on the court and they're, they're going to make a statement. Man, Colin is drinking my Dayton Kool-Aid. <laughs> I am. You finally got into me. <laughs> uh, I thought I was on an island here. Uh, man, we might be the only like podcast that has both hosts picking Dayton here. But I, uh, you, you know, I, I, I could not agree with you more. I think the the senior leadership of this team, you know, Wichita State has been so good all year, but they did not play well. They didn't get any huge wins in the early season against the big opponents that they played. Um, so on big stages, yes, they beat Illinois State, who's a very good team, and, and they destroyed them, um, you know, the first time and beat them pretty bad the second time, but. I think that there's just going to be a slight bit of doubt and a bit of inexperience that you see when when it gets to crunch time. I do think it's going to be a great game. But I think that these seniors, these Dayton seniors, I, I cannot agree with you more. They, they, they're woke up. They, you know, first of all, hats off to, to Jack Gibbs uh, of, of Davidson, what he did against Dayton in the A-10 tournament. Uh, you know, Dayton did not have a good night offensively, but sometimes you just got to tip your cap and, and you know, Gibbs just just beat them uh, in, in that game. But uh, getting back to my point, I, I just I, – I think I really like uh, Dayton in this tournament just because of the senior experience. I think uh, Scoochie Smith is going to be the one. I think Scoochie Smith uh, had that great tournament as a freshman – I think he uh, he knows this is his last chance. I think he's gonna he's gonna really get after it and uh, you know light it up uh, here in the NCAA tournament. And hold on, because this isn't this isn't it for Dayton. I don't think. I did. Did you pick them to beat Kentucky? I did. I did. I did. The, oh my I did the God. same thing. If you if you want to know how much your Kool Aid has, <laughs> how much of that I've been drinking, I picked Dayton to beat Kentucky as well. So if we weren't the only podcast to have both hosts. Pick Dayton just over uh, Wichita State. I I think we can definitely say that we're the only podcast to have them beating Kentucky. I think I think that the experience of Dayton is going to overwhelm the pure athleticism of Kentucky. I think that Kentucky is a vulnerable team, and I think that as we said, I mean Dayton's just so experienced. I think they're poised. I think they're ready, and I, and I think they make that run. I I think they get to the Sweet Sixteen. For me, uh, this is this is the worst pun in the world, but this is the word I was going to use anyway. This, this is a bit of a flyer for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm taking a risk. Uh, I, I just uh, I, I don't believe that Kentucky – I don't believe Malik Monk is going to have four, four great games in a row to get them to the Final Four. And I think Kentucky – I think he plays great on a big stage. I think Kentucky – you can't not be listening to what everyone's saying about Wichita State. They're gonna see Dayton knock off Wichita State, and they're gonna they're gonna relax a little bit, I think, because you're Kentucky. You're a bunch of freshmen. You don't realize how good this Dayton team is, and you're gonna see them, uh, you know, beat Wichita State and think that they did you a favor, and just relax just that little bit to where Dayton comes out in Indianapolis on uh, Sunday and, and you know, gets off to a hot start and all of a sudden that doubt starts to creep in. I think Malik Monk doesn't play his best, and I think Dayton gets him. Just, uh, you know, why not? Why not with the Flyers? And, and, and the, uh, the, they're, they're going to be riding hot. I mean, nobody in the world gives them a chance against Wichita State, let alone Kentucky. Uh, you know, it's Dayton against the world, and, and I love when a team's got that mentality with, that has the, the talent of, Day, of Dayton. Well, and when you're going against a team like Kentucky that has – 
every expectation in the world on them. I mean, when you go to Kentucky, it is, it's not about Final Fours, it's about national championships. And if you step onto a court against a Dayton team, that, that they know Dayton is good too, but they're, they're still going to underestimate them a little bit. And if they come out and Dayton puts up a few shots, hits Kentucky right in the mouth, how does that team respond? All of a sudden, all the pressure is on them. And you've got a fired-up Dayton team that that just that spells success for Dayton. That's awesome. We had not discussed this off air. Um, you know, I don't think either of us knew we had that pick. But uh, I don't. We, we haven't discussed our brackets at all off air that's, as of now. So this is the first both of us are really hearing about this. Yeah. So so we had to go ahead and uh, you know talk about Dayton. That's going to be one that uh, I'm not going to say it's going to win us a pool, but it could lose us. <laughs> Our pools, <laughs> <laughs> if Kentucky goes on a run and, and makes it to Phoenix, which they're definitely capable of, I just don't believe. Uh, I don't believe Malik Monk and uh, you know that this Kentucky team is going to play their best basketball four games in a row to get to Phoenix. That's just what I think. Um, so I'm taking a taking a risk there on the Flyers. Collins, run through the rest of this region real quick. Uh, I don't think either of us have North Carolina losing um, Arkansas Seton Hall. Uh, definitely Arkansas. Um, okay. I think I think I think they're too athletic. I think Seton Hall is a very good team, but I think they just drew a tough matchup with Arkansas. Yeah, I uh, I got Seton Hall there, uh, but uh, you know I could see that going on either way. I think it's gonna be a, a great eight nine game. They usually are. Um, and here's the here's the other big one for the mid majors here in this region: Middle Tennessee against Minnesota. Um, where are you looking here, Colin? I, I think it's a lot. I, I think it is a lock for Middle Tennessee. I, I'm going to go that far. If, if you thought I was drinking the Kool-Aid on Dayton, you haven't heard me about Middle Tennessee yet because I, I don't know. I don't know. How, how much do you want to know about where, where I have Middle Tennessee going? <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I love Middle Tennessee here as well. Uh, Ja'Cory Williams, uh, the arc- – Arkansas transfer uh, in his first year, just making this team even better. 17.3 points per game uh, to go along with Giddy Potts, who we already know is a great player. Reggie Upshaw, this whole team is back, plus you add Ja'Cory Williams. And, uh, you know, Minnesota, great story, getting to the tournament. uh, But, you know, they're a little banged up right now. I just think, yeah, I agree with you. This is one of the more confident ones with the 5-12 that you just go ahead and write in the 12 because you know that they're going to happen somewhere. I love Middle Tennessee as a twelve here. Yep. What about Butler? What about uh, What about Butler Winthrop? Where are you looking there? Uh, I think Butler. I think Butler's too too talented for Winthrop. I think Winthrop has had a great season. I think they're a very good team, but I think but Butler's just they're they're a complete team, and they're they're going to be able to get it done against Winthrop. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Butler go down here just because they've been so sporadic all year. You know, that they go they go beat Villanova twice and then they lose you know, they lose some some real head scratchers. So, you know, I could see them not showing up. I could see Winthrop getting them. I'm really, really excited to watch Keon Johnson play in this game. Um, the little guard from Mansfield, Ohio on, on Winthrop averaging twenty two point five points per game, but He's really all they got. They got another kid, uh, Xavier Cooks. Um, he's from uh, Australia. Uh, he's averaging 16.3 points per game. He, he's good too, but beyond that, I just don't think Winthrop has the horses to, to hang with Butler. I agree. So, man, this region is uh, – we, we, uh, we are right with each other here. Uh, you, uh, 
you see the the play-in winner Kansas State making any noise here um I don't I was I was actually very impressed by Kansas State I thought I thought their performance against Wake Forest was pretty remarkable they they impressed me but I think Cincinnati is going to be too much I think I think Cincinnati is ready for this. I think that they've been playing pretty well. They they struggled a little bit near the end, relatively, but I I think that they're going to still have have enough in them. They'll they'll knock off Kansas State. Same here. I don't think either of us probably picked the Golden Flashes, even though um, my girlfriend's alma mater. I would I would love to see them somehow uh, knock off UCLA, but uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, so we'll move on to the to the second round or the Sweet Sixteen, unless uh, unless Colin got a wild hair there. Uh, no, no. UCLA, UCLA and Kentucky will get out of the first round. I, I am putting Kentucky on a little bit of an alert. I do not think that Northern Kentucky will pull it off, but anytime you have those little in-state rivalries and you got those kids on Northern Kentucky, which every single one of them wanted to get a scholarship from Kentucky and didn't, they've, they got a little extra fuel there, but that that's a pretty big stretch. I think Kentucky's going to take care of business pretty easily. All right. Uh, you got North Carolina. Any Any noise from Arkansas here? I, I don't think there will be too much. I think the the biggest problem is Arkansas loves to run and gun and get down the floor and can't can't play that way against North Carolina. North Carolina is going to run and gun twice as hard, and I think North Carolina gets done pretty easily. But you take it away with Middle Tennessee. Definitely Middle Tennessee. Once again, I think I think this team is, in my opinion, they are the best mid major team in the tournament in the country, and I I think. I think you're going to see them show up once again. I think you're going to see them knock off Butler. I think, as you mentioned, Butler has been a little bit sporadic this season. They've been inconsistent, and I think I think you'll see Middle Tennessee. I mean, Ja'Cory Williams and Giddy Potts are, are going to lead them past Butler. What about you? Uh, yeah, no, I got I got that as well. I think uh, Middle Tennessee, you get them past the first round. Uh, you know, they're right back. You know, they've been in this spot before. I think they've got the talent, and like I said, I just don't I don't buy Butler. Um, you know, I know that at their best, they could absolutely make an elite eight of Final Four, but uh, I, I just, uh, you know, I'm not buying what they've done at the toward the end of the season, and I, I really like this Middle Tennessee team as well. Um, I'm, I'm excited to watch them play. I hope we get to watch, watch them play in three games in this tournament because uh, it's a team that kind of, you know, they're hard to watch uh, during the year, and but they. Uh, you know they're fun. They're they absolutely deserve to be here, and they deserve uh, you know everything that they get here. <clears throat> so we got uh, Dayton already moved to the Sweet Sixteen. Who yep. who are they going to be playing uh, in Memphis? UCLA. Uh-huh. I I think I think UCLA is very very talented. I I don't think Cincinnati gives them as much of a game as some people might think. I think UCLA takes that pretty easily. Yeah, I think it could get maybe a little bit interesting. Um, Cincinnati's going to try and slow them down. Definitely contrast the styles, uh, which is always fun to watch. But you're right. I think UCLA has just got too much talent. Uh, they score too much for, for Cincinnati to be, hang, be able to hang with them. Uh, unfortunately, because I, I really do think the Cincinnati team is good, but uh, people are pretty down down on them after uh, they got blown out by SMU um, in the American Championship. Um, you know, I, but this team's capable. Um it's just going to take getting really hot against uh, against UCLA or, or UCLA going cold. They don't go cold very often, though. Very true. So UCLA Dayton, you getting you getting uh, any more frisky on the Flyers? Not not going that far. I I do think the the talent level is 
is going to be there. It's going to show up a little bit in that game. I, I just think Lonzo Ball and TJ Leaf. I think I think they're going to be. They're just going to be too much for Dayton. I think they're they're going to put up so many points. I think Dayton's going to have no problem scoring. As I mean, a lot of teams haven't had problems scoring on UCLA, but I, I just don't see any way that the Flyers are going to be able to stop. UCLA so I I think they're going to move on yeah I'd be interested to see how uh, how Archie approaches this this game because uh if you remember when they they beat uh Syracuse um you know they played with them for a while but I feel like they they really slowed that game down toward the end um you know the way that they played that uh I'd be interested to see if he tries to slow slow UCLA down even though that kind of goes against what they've been doing during their regular season they, they really like to run but uh it's hard to run with UCLA it is. Um, but so UCLA, North Carolina for the Final Four? Is that what we're looking mm, No. No. I, I told you, I am drinking the Kool-Aid on Middle Tennessee. And I think there, there's no, no doubt North, North Carolina is the more talented team here. But I think Middle Tennessee has the magic. I think that that this team is just ready. They are poised for this run. Like I said, that the senior leadership, the experience after last year, they're not afraid to play anybody. They're going to come out here. They're going to be ready for this North Carolina team. And I think, I think they're going to surprise North Carolina a little bit. They're, they're no surprise to anyone, especially after what they did last year. But I think their athleticism is going to be a shock. I think if this team gets hot, they are capable of beating any team in the country, and they're going to get a little bit of that uh, March mag March magic, and they're going to knock off the Tar Heels. I got Middle Tennessee going to the Elite Eight. You heard it here first, folks. There's no time to uh, to take it back now. We are sitting here about an hour from tip on the, the tournament, hoping hoping to get this up soon. Uh, you know, we're going to speed through the the rest of this, but uh, Colin, Middle Tennessee. Are they making the Final Four? I do not have them making the Final Four. As much as I wanted to, I, I just think UCLA is so talented. I think that 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 the, the magical journey will, will end up just short for Middle Tennessee, which is unfortunate. I think they're a great team. I mean, once you get to that, that stage with a team like that, you never know what can happen. But I... I did pick UCLA to actually make the Final Four, but it, it'll be a great run for Middle Tennessee, one for the ages. All right, I've got North Carolina there. I just think uh, I just think they're too good. I think the Tar Heels uh, are one of the best teams in the country this year. Got them in, uh, you know, I've got them in the championship game. But let's move on to the Midwest. Uh, we'll start it off at the top. We'll go. I think we probably. I think we definitely both have kansas uh uc davis looked uh looked pretty good last night uh better than i thought they would uh i usually don't like teams from the big west uh that much even in the playing games but man they they looked pretty good last night they did and i think north carolina central actually coming into this i had personally said i thought north carolina central was the best 16 seed in the tournament i think that team is very very talented and I mean, UC Davis came right out. They hit him in the mouth, and they sustained the runs that the North Carolina Central went on. They kind of had a little bit of craziness at the end there, but UC Davis was able to pull it off, and that impressed me as well. All right, but uh, no chance against Kansas. Uh, no. So we'll go on. Uh, yeah, you, Michigan State, uh, Miami. Shrug. I got Miami. I think Michigan State's been struggling so much. I think Miles Bridges is one of the best players in the country, but I. 
I just don't like that team. I don't think they're yeah. they're capable. Yeah, no, I, I feel you there. I, I'm just going to trust uh, the best player and the best coach, uh, Izzo and, and Bridges, uh, to get it done. But uh, that's just me. I can see it going either way. Uh, Iowa State, Nevada, you like the Wolfpack. I do not. I, I, I like Iowa State in this one. I, I don't – I don't – this was the easiest 5-12 for me to pick. I'll put it that way. I think I think Iowa State's very talented. I think. Yeah, and they're, think they're and they're hot right now. But uh, I, Nevada, I think Nevada out of the Mountain West. Um, you know, we kind of been sleeping on the Mountain West all year just because they're not what they usually are. But I think Nevada is a, is a really good team. Uh, they kind of play a similar style to uh, to what Iowa State does, um, and they've got some good players. I think this could be a close game, make you a little nervous because I think a lot of people have Iowa State in the Sweet Sixteen, but. Uh, I think uh, I think that I think Monte Morris pulls it out. I, I just uh, that, I agree. I think know. Monte Morris is the difference maker. He's the X factor in this game, and he he's not going to let this team. This Iowa State team has had they've had their share of troubles in the tournament, and I, I don't think this is going to be going to be one of them. Yeah, absolutely. You want to take it away with uh, Purdue Vermont. I coming into the tournament, Vermont was a team that I had poised to pull a first round upset. And I think that they drew one of the worst possible matchups for them. I think going against Purdue, I think they're going to be too much inside. I'm not sure if Vermont has any answer for Caleb Swanigan. Not that a lot of teams do to begin with, but I think Purdue is just going to be too big for them. And that's going to be the biggest detriment to, to this Vermont team. And, and that's going to lead the Boilmakers onto the next round. I agree. So, uh, the size, uh, Biggie Swanigan, just too big. Um, love the Catamounts though. I think, you know, if they start hitting shots, you never know. Um, you know, great balance team, uh, which I think, I think, uh, Purdue can kind of struggle with at times, but I, I think, yeah, Purdue, Purdue, big 10 champs, uh, sitting in the four line. And not only that, but they got upset in the first round last year by a team that they weren't uh, expecting much from. Uh, I don't think they're going to let it happen two years in a row. That's that, that might be the biggest factor to me. Um, I agree. Yeah. So Rhode Island Creighton, uh, you like the Rams? I do. I think Rhode Island's one of the hottest teams in the country right now. They're playing some incredible basketball. I've got them moving past Creighton. I agree. No, I, uh, yeah, I just, uh, Creighton, uh, without Marcus Foster, just, uh, not, not quite the, sorry, Mo Watson. I don't know why I said Marcus Foster. Without Mo Watson, uh, Creighton has just not not been the same team. Uh, Rhode Island, really good team out of the A10. I think they get it done. Um, Oregon, uh, you see them having tr- any trouble with Iona without uh, Chris Boucher? I think it'll be a closer game than some people think, but I think Oregon is a very very solid team. I think healthy, they're one of the best teams in the country. So I think they're still going to have enough to get past Iona, but it's it's going to be a fight from them. Yeah, no, I. Uh... Iona is a team. I think I watched uh, multiple games for their conference tournament. Um, I, I like I like what they've got going. Uh, they're a little maybe bigger than you might expect when they step out on the floor, but uh, I think they just kind of they can kind of play too similar to uh, you know they like to get up and down the floor. Um, I, I don't think that this is a good matchup for them, and uh, I think Dylan Brooks. You know, I, I think uh, I think they get it done. I. Do really like uh, the big the big guy inside uh, Jordan Washington for for Iona. I think he might have a big game here. But uh, you know, give me Oregon to the second round. Uh, actually, I, give me Oregon to the Sweet Sixteen. I, I think that uh, even without Chris Boucher, I think this team is good enough to me. 
but uh, that's just me. Colin, Michigan, Oklahoma State. Uh, I know you like Michigan uh, after what they did with the the whole um, you know plane scare. You think that magic continues here? I do. I I think Michigan also matches up pretty well with Oklahoma State, um, and I think that the way that they're playing right now, they're also one of the hottest teams in the country. And the team that I saw play in the Big Ten tournament is a team that is capable of beating anyone. But Michigan has been very inconsistent this season, and we've seen a Michigan team that can lose to anybody on any, any given night. But I think they, they still ride the magic out a little bit. They, they're they flying high. They're playing really good basketball, and I think they get past Oklahoma State. All right. Uh, I think we probably both got Louisville. Um, yep. Do we have uh, – taking any mid-majors to the Sweet 16 in this uh, in this bracket? Rhode Island. I think, okay. once again, I think I think Rhode Island is one of the hottest teams in the country right now. The way that they that they finished out the season, they had some big wins. They they lost on, on February 15th to Fordham, and that's the last time they lost. That was a bad loss for them, and they've righted the ship. And I think that I think that they're playing some of the best basketball in the country. I think they get past Oregon, but I do think Louisville will be will be too much for the Rams. Yeah, uh, Rhode Island led by E.C. Matthews. Uh, they were a top 25 team preseason. Uh, kind of fell off there at the beginning, but they've gotten hot, like Colin mentioned, throughout the season. I think that's a popular pick, but I just think Oregon uh, with Dylan Brooks uh, gets it done. Uh, Colin, who do you have going to the Final Four? Do you have Rhode Island going to the Elite Eight? I do not. I, I think Louisville is going to be too much for him. Um, that's going to be be where where it stops i think they're a very good team and they're they're a lot better than i thought they would be because at the beginning of the season they struggled a little bit and i did not buy into them and they have proved me wrong and but i do think that louisville's just they're going to be too much yeah uh you taking kansas to final four yes i am and frank mason we trust yeah no i agree uh you get them to kansas city i think um, after last year i think i just don't think they're losing in kansas city I think, um, you know, um, I don't want to waste too much time here. I, I think they play Iowa State in the Sweet 16. Do you have Purdue there? I do have Purdue. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, that Purdue matchup is a little frisky to me just because um, the size um, inside with Haas and, and Swanigan might think, make things a little bit difficult for Kansas. But I think being in Kansas City, um, you know, with Frank Mason, I, I just think, I just think uh, if they get to Kansas City, I don't think they're losing. Just how I feel about about Kansas. Uh, the the road that the road obviously helps some teams uh, get to the Final Four. I just think Kansas uh, Kansas has got uh, got the help there. Playing really close to home in Kansas City in the Sprint Center. I know they just lost in the Sprint Center, but uh, I don't think they're letting it happen again. All right, let's move on to the East. Um, what are you looking at here, Colin? I know we like that first matchup: UNC Wilmington against Virginia. Um, do you think the Seahawks are getting it done? Uh, I think I think the UNC Wilmington Virginia game is going to be going to be a thriller. I think it's going to be one of the best first round games. I think Virginia's defense. I think they're going to get it figured out though. I think it's going to be a little bit tough for Wilmington. I don't think they're going to see a defense like Virginia's. I think Virginia's going to win a very very close game, but I think I think we're going to be in for a great game because I think Wilmington is is a great team. 
but I think Virginia's defense is going to give them a little too much trouble. What do you think, Chris? I think uh, Wilmington's uh, balanced attack, uh, I know they like to speed teams up. They're not going to be able to do that against Virginia. That might be a little bit frustrating, but uh, they move the ball. They have enough scores. I think they'll be able to score enough, and uh, I just think Virginia offensively, they've just been so bad at times. Uh, you know, Maybe Parentes goes off. Uh, maybe Jerome steps up, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take UNC Wilmington just because I think they're a really good team, um, and and I think that uh, you know with their style I think they'll put up enough points to to get it done, um, and then step up in the clutch. So that's just how I feel. The next one, um, Florida and East Tennessee State. I uh, I switched a few things around last night, Colin. I uh, I realized I realized that I had the wrong ducks Dunk City. i want i I wanted an upset in orlando and i saw some uh, some dunk videos last night and i just uh, i I did a little bit more research on east tennessee state i I had watched them in the conference tournament but uh tj cromer is just scoring an unbelievable rate right now i I, and florida's not been what they not what they were uh in early february and january so you know give me give me the pirates give me east tennessee state I completely agree. I think Florida's a little bit overseeded. I, I TJ Cromer is. I mean, he can score as well as anybody. Uh, I mean, he's shooting over forty percent from three. He averaging nineteen points a game. The kid is just a monster. And I think I think you're gonna see like like you said, they're they're gonna be compared to the old Dunk City quite a bit because this team is crazy athletic. And I think I think they're gonna pull the surprise they're going to kind of be the surprise team because i think they're going to beat florida pretty pretty dominantly actually yeah orlando's going to be fun today i I just i can't wait uh to to watch some of these games um i love uh you know the 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 512s and the and the 413s there that we just talked about but then also uh we'll get to it but uh florida state florida gulf coast is a fun one uh two local teams so uh orlando should be rocking today and there's always one site that i think gets uh, gets kind of crazy that's that's what i've got i i think unc wilmington and, and east tennessee state get things off to a wild start start in orlando um we'll just move on uh to the to the sweet 16 i don't think either of us have yeah. any uh big upsets not a whole lot of mid-majors to talk about in the bottom half of this bracket so uh you have east tennessee moving on uh beating virginia i think uh, virginia is a little bit too much with them for them I, I don't. I still think that, that Virginia defense, I think they, they write the ship just enough to, re- to unfortunately, to give Virginia fans hope. I think I think they're going to start to think that it's that, that they're back, but I do think they end up losing to Villanova. But Virginia, I do think, gets past East Tennessee. I like East Tennessee over Wilmington uh, just because I, I think uh, Steve Forbes is, is building something there in East Tennessee. I think it's time for them to break out. Uh, he gets a little recognition uh who knows? Maybe he ends up jumping to another job, but uh, I, I do like what he's built there. Former uh, Bruce Pearl assistant, uh, if you didn't know, at Tennessee, uh, he's uh, he's got brought in some some uh, some really good JUCO players, and uh, man, this team can play. They've got uh, you know they've got size, they've got athleticism, they can score, they can really score. Um, so give them give me East Tennessee to the Sweet 16 to take on Villanova and Colin. Um, well, I guess. We do want to talk a little bit about SMU. You think SMU's got the got the um, the guns to to take it to Baylor? Well, I actually have SMU going down to USC. I think. Oh wow! I think yeah, I think USC is going to surprise some people. I think that they were kind of underseeded. 
I think that they should have easily been a lock, not a playing game. Um, and I think the comeback, if you watched that last night, I think it was very impressive. And I, I, I think it, it, this is tough for me because coming into this, I was planning on having SMU make a bit of a run. And I think if they get past USC, I think that they can beat Baylor. Honestly, I think the winner of the SMU game, SMU-USC game, beats Baylor and and makes it to the Sweet 16. But I do think that, that Duke beats either one of them. I think I think you're going to see a, a surging Duke team make the uh, make the Elite Eight. No, I agree with you. I, I think that that uh, USC matchup is pretty intriguing. Uh, I did like what I saw from USC last night. But just uh, give me semi Ojale, give me SMU. Um, you know, I think it's they've had some good teams here in the last few years. I think it's time for them to make a Sweet 16 run. Uh, Callan, any surprises toward the to back back half, half of this bracket? Uh, Villanova Duke, just such an intriguing matchup. I I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't pick against it. Um, I feel like that's that's what we're headed toward in the Elite Eight uh, in New York uh, with the bright lights. Villanova Duke. Um, unfortunately for the mid majors, I think. I don't think there's any runs here to be made to the Elite Eight. Do you agree? I, I completely agree. Um, yeah, I think I think those two teams are just they're they're both playing so well. They're so talented. Um, I I do think that that both those teams get it done. And I think uh, you see Villanova headed to headed to Phoenix. Back to back Final Fours for the Wildcats. Uh, I would not object to that. I just think Duke's playing uh, at another level right now. Um, with what they've been able to do, bringing Grayson Allen off the bench uh, in the ACC tournament was, I think, a great move by Coach K. And uh, I really like Jason Tatum. Uh, just uh, give me Duke. I just, I just think that uh, Villanova. It's really hard to keep winning games in the tournament when you've had such a great run last year to the national championship. Uh, you know, that's already nine tournament wins in a row for them. I think that uh, ten is a bit too much. So uh, that's just uh, that's just me. I got Duke in the Final Four. Let's move on to the West, uh, a team that we kind of kicked the, the the podcast off with, Colin. Uh, Gonzaga, is this the year they get to the Final Four? I think I already know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not think it is the year that they make it to the Final Four. Um, I, again, I think this Gonzaga team is very, very talented. Um, but I think, I think it – it is going to be tough for them not being used to playing the same level of competition. Um, they're, they're in a league where they really only have two teams that can threaten them. Um, I think, I think they're a good team. I think they make the sweet 16, but I, I do not see them finally getting over that hump this season. Yeah. We'll get to, uh, why I don't quite think they're going to get there either. Uh, but uh, let's go through the, the rest of the bracket real quick. Any uh, any big surprises here, uh, you know, that you're looking at uh, from from any of the mid majors? Honestly, I don't see many. I think there there's some potential in a lot of these games. Yeah. Um, I just think I think Notre Dame is playing too well for Princeton. I think West Virginia is a little too athletic for Bucknell. Um, I think Xavier's been a little bit too inconsistent. I think Maryland pulls out a close one. I think the Florida Gulf Coast Florida State game is going to be very close, but I think Florida Gulf Coast loves to get inside, and when you're dealing with three seven-footers from Florida State, it's a little tough to have a game plan that likes to go inside that much. So I think Florida State ends up knocking them off. Um, the one upset, if you will, I do think VCU beats 
St. Mary's. I think VCU is a very talented team. Um, I think I think they're going to get that done, but Zona gets it done, no problem. Yeah, that's another one that's kind of a low-key, um, like uh, Dayton Wichita State to me. I don't like that they paired these two teams in the first round, uh, but I think it's going to be a, a really good matchup. Um, I, I think from what I've seen of St. Mary's, uh, I think uh, Jock Lansdale, I just I just think he's going to get in foul trouble um, against, uh, against uh, you know, VCU and – I just, uh, you know, I agree with you. I think I, I like the Rams there. I think uh, <clears throat> I think they'll get it done. But I, I, I like that. I like that first round matchup as a game. I just, I, I wish they hadn't matched those two teams up in the first round. I agree. I think they did that a lot. I think, like I said, I think you need to mix up some of those seven tens. I think we could have had some really good high majors and mid majors going against each other. But it's not the way that it drew up, and it, it is unfortunate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's move on. Uh, so we've got VCU taking on Arizona. Uh, any chance um, for the Rams there? I think a slight chance. I think they are capable if they play hot. If Zona is a little bit off, but I think I think Zona is just too good. I think I think they're one of the best teams in the country. I think you see them see them make the run. I agree with you. I think Arizona is just playing at a, at another level right now. Um, We'll see the, the plans that I have for Arizona, but uh, who do you see Arizona taking on in the Sweet 16? Is it Florida Florida State or is it uh, I believe you had, is it Xavier? I, I had Maryland. Um, I think I think Florida State does does get it done once again. I think their size is a little bit too much, um, so I think you see a Florida State Arizona matchup, and then I think Arizona's play just I mean they that that team is playing as well as anyone in the country right now I think you see them get that done so, pretty easily so as well. so it sounds like you've got uh, Arizona moving on to, to Phoenix uh playing and playing close to home yes I do. Four. I do all right yeah uh, so let's just uh talk about Gonzaga where we've got them going out and uh what potential uh matchup flaws we we see with with the Zags well I've got them I've got Gonzaga getting past Northwestern um, I think that's going to be going to be a pretty good game. I think this Northwestern team, first time making the tournament, they're going to be feisty. They're going to be ready. They're going to want to they're going to want to make a statement right away. Um, but I think Gonzaga is is too much. They're too sound of a team. Um, and I th- I think the Zags give Northwestern some trouble inside. Um, but I think I think Gonzaga is capable of getting past that. I think where they struggle is West Virginia. I think their press. And this is one of the things that I kind of went back to. I think Gonzaga's how good of a team they are. I think they are capable of breaking this press. I think I think it's going to be a great matchup. I just think the athleticism of, of West Virginia is going to be a little bit too much. I think I, that that really was a toss up game for me. Um, but I I just something something in me is telling me that that West Virginia's defense is just going to be too tough for the Zags. Um, not going to be used to being pressed like that for an entire game. I uh, it was it was really tough for me, but I I do think West Virginia gets that done. Yeah, I think uh, I've got Notre Dame beating West Virginia. I just think uh, with their guard play, I think they handled the West Virginia pressure. Pressure. I like the way they're playing, the way they played in the ACC tournament. So uh, give me give me the Zags over Notre Dame. Um, in, in a really, really good game. Uh, that's, a, that's a game I would look forward to, to watching uh, in San Jose, Gonzaga against Notre Dame uh, in the Sweet 16. Uh, but give me the Zags. Give me Shemek Karnowski. Uh, 
and uh, you know <clears throat> Nigel Williams goes to get it done. But and this is the game I really want to see more than any in the tournament is Gonzaga against Arizona, uh, Sean Miller against Mark Few. One of them will finally get to the Final Four, I think. And I, I saw this. This is a, a, a crazy stat, Colin. Um, I, I think I uh, heard this or, or saw this uh, from uh, CBS Sports. Um, there are There's only one coach in this entire region. It's Bob Huggins who has been to a Final Four, which means that unless the Mountaineers get hot, there will be a, a coach who gets his first Final Four this year from, from that region. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, isn't it? Uh, I, I just I really want to see Gonzaga in Arizona. I know they already played once this year, but uh, with with Trier, I, I, I want to see what Arizona can do against Gonzaga. I think that would be a fantastic ma- matchup. I just think I just think the the current the way Arizona is currently playing, I think that they would get it done. Um, and I've got Arizona winning it all. Um, if they get to Phoenix, I think. Uh, Sean Miller's a fantastic coach. I think he's got the pieces this year. Um, it's kind of crazy what they've had to go through with injuries and, and uh, suspensions and things. But, uh, man, I really liked what I saw from them in the Pac-12 tournament, uh, and it's enough to to have them as my national champion. Where are you looking, Colin? Well, I had I have Arizona knocking off Villanova, too. I think, I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I just think the the home court advantage, if you will, being in Arizona, I think that's really what separated it for me. Um, and I've got I've got the All Pac-12 final. I've got a rematch of the Pac-12 championship. I know it's the big storyline after all the the one second left timeout controversy with UCLA and Arizona. And I I think we get one more of those. I think I think we see it again. And I think UCLA pulls it off. I think I think this team. It, March really does come down to guard play a lot of the times, and no one's on the same level as UCLA when it when it comes to guard play and when it comes to scoring. If that team's hitting their shots, they they're the most impressive team that I've seen this entire season. Um, I think I think the Bruins get it done. All right, all Pac-12 out west. Uh, I think there'd be a lot of people would love to see that. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I I hope this isn't the case, but I think those Pac-12 teams might be a little bit inflated. Uh, just because the rest of the Pac-12 was so down this year, but um, they're all so fun that I, I kind of hope that's not the case, and we get to see, uh, especially Arizona, UCLA play deep. Colin, uh, it's been fun talking to you. I know we've both been working hard uh, trying to get these days off to watch the tournament. So hopefully, I think we'll both, uh, you know, we're both going to be so engrossed these next couple of days. Hopefully, get uh, at least one or two shows out this weekend to you guys. Um, thanks for listening. Um, we can't believe some of the reaction uh, without doing a whole lot of pub on this uh, that we've gotten on iTunes. Uh, so if you're listening, give us a rating, give us a, a review, um, come back for more. Uh, we re- really appreciate you you listening to us uh, talking about mid-major, mid-major basketball. Uh, hopefully we can uh, you know turn this into something. And uh, like we said, we want to do we want to do interviews. We want to uh, you know get deeper into this but we want we wanted to get this out in march uh talk about our favorite sport our favorite time of year um so colin um here's to uh here's to more conversations like this happy march baby let's go let's, let's get let's get into the tournament i can't wait